Welcome to episode 43 of the Wretched Inn Podcast, and on this rainy morning, I'm going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts. I can honestly say I have no idea really where to go with this episode, other than to say it's Kingdom Hearts. That's what I'm talking about today. And I feel like just right off the bat, I have to say, yes, the story makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely not. Kingdom Hearts' story is about as impenetrable as the Metal Gear Solid story. I'm not even sure which one is the more complex and probably the one that's been most retconned at this point. But it is it is a weird, weird franchise. So let's just get that out of the way. It's a weird franchise. The idea of crossing over Final Fantasy and Disney, bizarre. Probably one of the most bizarre things Square has ever done. And yet, and yet, I think it still works. And I do appreciate the games for that. So I'm going to be talking about specifically about just the first game, though. The first Kingdom Hearts. The one that was released on PlayStation 2. So how in the world did I ever come to possession of this game? Well, it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, when I was in, I believe it was eighth grade. I want to say eighth grade because we were living in Nevada at that time. and It was really, really hot. Uh, what happened one day was that I was going to pick up my sister from elementary school. And she was like running away from me as I was picking her up. So I ran after her. And then all of a sudden I tripped on a sidewalk curb smashed my leg against the ground and I guess I didn't break it but I sprained my ankle really bad to the point where I had to get a cast on it for about I don't know five six weeks and I had to use crutches to get around and it was a real pain in the butt and so for that first week or two I was at home I did not want to go to school it was such a pain in the butt because people would walk by me in the halls and you know nobody intentionally tripped me but it was really hard not to trip over people's feet so I stayed at home during a good portion of the sealing process at the begin of, beginning of the injury. And so it's like, well, what do you do when you're at home and you're not quite sure what you, to do? Well, you play video games. You don't do homework. You play video games. And so I was driven over, I think it was to a Hollywood video at that time. And I was looking at the different PlayStation 2 games because, you know, that was one of the consoles we had. And, and we had a GameCube as well, but I, pretty much all the games that I wanted on the GameCube. But all of a sudden, I saw this one game called Kingdom Hearts, and the cover is very striking with everybody kind of standing in silhouette under a moon, and it was really, like, beautiful. It had that anime aesthetic that I was really getting into at the time. Well, I had been in for years at that point, but just, like, really trying to understand with these spiky-haired characters. But then it also had Disney characters on the front, and I thought, that's kind of weird, and then you see that the, that the developer is Squaresoft. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I played Final Fantasy X. I know what Squaresoft is. I'm going to go ahead and give this game a try. This looks interesting. What in the world could this possibly be? I guess if it's another RPG, there you go. I like RPGs. I really like Final Fantasy X. I liked all the other Squaresoft games I've played. I'm going to get this game. I was absolutely not prepared for what this game gave me. First off, you start in, like, I think they call it the dive of the heart and everything, where you're on those stained glass images of the different Disney princesses and everything, which were absolutely beautiful stained glass images. I really wish I had made one for when I was actually in a stained glass, you know, working class, but I digress. Absolutely beautiful, and you're learning how to do this, like, active combat. It was not turn-based like I was expecting. 
I learned that very quick and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not very good at like active time, <laughs> like games where I'm like actually supposed to hack and slash and, you know, plan things out like at a moment's notice or you're going to die, basically. <laughs> so that was difficult. But then once you wake up on Destiny Islands and you see all these different characters and everything, and part of the tutorial is that you have to fight against these Final Fantasy characters. And I'm like, wait a minute, I know that guy. That's Titus from Final Fantasy X. Not Titus. No, no, no. Final Fantasy X, Titus. Wait a minute, that's Waka. Wait a minute, that's Selfie. I remember her from Final Fantasy VIII. What is going on here? Why am I seeing these Final Fantasy characters, like actual Final Fantasy characters? That's different. And as you play through the game a little bit more, then you're like, wait a minute, that's Donald Duck. That's Goofy. That's Mickey Mouse. I saw them on the cover. But it's like, wow, this game is actually just like almost like a CG movie at this point. You know, Shrek had been out of for a few years. So, you know, I use that as like the pinnacle of CG movies. Not necessarily anything Pixar, but Shrek, obviously. So just seeing like these different characters that I actually did know and they're interacting and everything, you're like, wow, this is actually kind of weird. And then all of a sudden you see Squall later, or as he likes to be called, Leon and Yuffie and Sid and Aerith. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. This is really a collaboration. This is like a team up crossover style game like what a weird idea and yet it just kind of works even though like the story and plotline itself doesn't work at all the whimsy comes from like you see all these characters coming together it's like a little toy box and they're just they're just having fun and a lot of people don't like Sora but what I really appreciated about him is that he is just so dang positive throughout this entire game he never gives up he does his best to work to save his friends. Does he give in to despair at times? Yes, but he's all like in when it comes to saving Riku and Kairi and just being able to work with his friends to do that. And even when he gets abandoned by his friends at different points of the game or at near the end of the game, I should say, he's still like looking forward to saving them and to working with whoever he can to do so. And it's just, I don't know, I just really appreciated that. Like it was just so whimsical and and there was a positivity about it that wasn't a fake positivity it wasn't just like everything is good and it's just good but he actually had to like strive to be positive like it was hard and he still did it i will say i i really didn't like the gummy ship at all but i really like the traveling portion to the different worlds like as you learn about the fact that you actually get to travel to these different disney worlds and like live out, you know, work through a different problem from those Disney worlds, from those Disney movies specifically, like with Tarzan actually being like a retelling of the movie, Alice in Wonderland being like a section of the movie, um, Aladdin as well, just being able to interact with these characters, hear some old voices that you may have not have heard in, in like a long time. And they did get a, a decent like chunk of like different voice actors back that if they didn't, if they didn't play the actual character, they at least sounded enough like it. I even like think specifically like Peter Pan, who the guy who plays Hook, I'm pretty sure he's like a very prolific voice actor regardless, and his his Hook impression is great. And, you know, speaking of Hook, it's like you have all these different Disney villains coming together. I don't know if this is like the first time this has been done. I know that they've done this sort of thing in like different Disney media since then with like the Once Upon a Time show or like there are different novels that they're coming out with where the Disney villains like team up or whatnot. And this might have been the first time they've done that. I don't know. But it was just so inspired. Like, I'm sure drugs were involved, but it was just a really interesting, like, way that this came apart. I just, like, I'm still, like, in awe that this even exists, to be perfectly honest, because it just doesn't make any sense. 
But I, I feel like just going on that journey with Sora, probably being around the same age as him at that point, maybe I was a little bit older, but just feeling like inspired by this game, like this game did inspire me in so many different ways. Like I remember that when I was going on a field trip, like a year later to the UCLA, UCLA campus to see like these plays and everything, because I was chosen to do that because I was in honors English class, which is, you know, kind of one of my claims to fame here, but I was chosen to go there. And then I sat on the bus near a girl from my class. I didn't know very well, but she was an anime fan. And then she showed me that she had like the kingdom hearts soundtrack, like imported from Japan, the CDs. And I was just like, I have to get that. Can I please like, I, I pull out my disc bin and I'm like, can I please just sit here and listen to these songs on the CD, like the entire soundtrack. And I listened to it all the way there all the way back. She even let me borrow it from her so I could burn a copy of both CDs so that I could play the music anywhere that I wanted on my little discman. And that was, I, I just felt so cool just hearing like all these different songs from the game. And I believe it was a uh, Yoko Shimomura who did the music for that. Who's just an absolute phenomenal composer. Just one of the best. If that's really her, I can't remember if it was her or not that did that game, but just unbelievably good music and just being able to relive so many different scenes from the game in my, in my mind as I'm just sitting on this bus just listening to it which was you know definitely a good reprieve because it was one of those buses that had like the little tv the the pull down tvs that you can watch a movie on and they were watching 10 things I hate about you and I'm like nah I don't care about that I'm gonna listen to the kingdom hearts because I'm a cool kid so yeah and I know that there's been you know countless (laughs) countless sequels and prequels to this game I remember playing, you know, the Game Boy Advance Chain of Memories game right when it came out and being, you know, in awe of that, even though I didn't really like the card combat. I remember the anticipation of Kingdom Hearts 2 coming out, and I knew I was not going to be there when my package came because we were going to go out of town to one of my cousin's birthdays, and it was, like, stressing me out because I had ordered it online, and I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't leave. What if my package comes and I'm not here to get it? And then, you know, eventually Kingdom Hearts 3 came out and I just kind of like took a while to get into that game because it was just like at a crazy point in my life. But really just knowing that this franchise has been there since, you know, the early 2000s, 2002, I think, when it was released. And just thinking about like, wow, this has been here since I was a kid. And it kind of grew up with me in some ways. And just I, I kept up with most of the entries as they've come out. And Man, you know, I don't care that it doesn't make any sense. I, I just like it. It's just one of those it's comfort food type gaming experiences where it's just like, if I ever just want to go relive like a nice, whimsical, positive part of my life, I'm just going to go back and play Kingdom Hearts. Even though I was in excruciating pain from spraining my ankle, the experience of getting through the game during that difficult time was what really helped me like get over that pain and eventually be able to you know, heal up and get walking in. And yeah, I just didn't appreciate walking until then. So, yeah, you know, it's tied into some good memories. And as much as people don't like it, I feel like it's one of those games that pretty much everybody should play. Thank you for listening to the Retronym podcast. You can find me at Twitter with the username at Retronym, that's spelled R-E-T-R-O-N-I-M, and through email at theretronym at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate, review, subscribe, and all of that other fun stuff. I don't even know what it is. You can also check out my other podcast, Henshin Dad, if you are curious about the wide world of tokusatsu. Thanks again for taking time to listen to me today, and until next time, keep enjoying the games that you love.